Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. I am so grateful. (laughs) Yes, it's a beautiful day. For us to join together to remember and recognize our wholeness and our holiness. So I invite you to join me, placing our hands on our hearts as we move into a blessing. Hmm. Prayer is the medium of miracles, it says in A Course of Miracles, and we're grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to know that this is so. We are grateful and thankful to join together in the love of God as the love of God. So grateful, so thankful that our wholeness and our holiness are one in the same. That we're already there. We're already perfect. We're grateful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and ride the wave of this high vibration of our gratitude that A Course in Miracles exists. The teaching that we have been looking for, the insight, the clarity, the assistance that we desire is ours here and now. We are so, so grateful. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to an unlimited flow of unprecedented love and wisdom. We're calling forth clarity. We're calling forth awakening. We're allowing ourselves to fully accept it, to be it, to be already there. We are grateful and thankful that the kingdom is within. It's pre-installed. And we are grateful and thankful to consciously say yes to a life of love and joy and wholeness and harmony. We're leaving the pain behind. We're stepping into an awareness of the truth that sets us free. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. In gratitude, we know it's done, and so it is. Amen. 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 (laughs) I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray. Yes. I won't say I'm a prayaholic because there's no such thing. I just love to pray. I love it. So our topic this week, using truth to find freedom from pain. Yes, let us do that and do it now. Let us find the light and turn it on so there's no more darkness. One of the things I love about the light is when we turn on the light the darkness is gone because the darkness is nothing right in our physical reality darkness is an absence of light and it's nothing it has no power nothing whatsoever the only power there is is the power of love the power of God but when we place our attention, which is the love of God, which is the power of God, when we place our attention on dark things and think dark thoughts, hold them in our mind, hold the the dark thoughts in our awareness, then and only then do they seem to have power. But they don't actually have any power. Only the light has power. Only the love has power. This is the truth of it. And we're grateful and thankful to allow it to be. We're grateful and thankful to know it is so. And that is where we're coming from here. And I'm thanking you for joining with me today where the two are more gathered in the name and the nature of love. And the Christ is right here. So before I go any further into this unraveling 
and releasing, dissolving, resolving permanently the pain and the habits and the patterns of pain and how truth can help us with that. Just like to share that I feel so profoundly grateful, so profoundly grateful that these spiritual teachings of truth, when we apply them moment by moment, day by day, to the best of our ability, we rise up. I get emails all the time, and I'm not able to respond to them all. It's just a lot. But please write them because I read them. <laughs> um, and, and I love being able to join with you. I really do. It's so valuable to me. This is my heart calling and just been doing the forgive and be free workshops live online and I invite you come and join come and join the um, you can text the word forgive to the number 35227 or you can just go to jenniferhadley.com and register for forgive and be free workshop free online video workshop people are having such breakthroughs and so many people study a course of miracles for years and years and years without living it without practicing it fully and or even partially and they tell me all the time oh my god until i started to hear what you were saying and do the actual work that you're saying i i was just studying it without shifting and so of course it's not me it's we join together with this purpose of ending the suffering the pain the hardships and so much happens because our willingness increases and it's so beautiful so i just like to give thanks because I couldn't do what I do if you're not doing what you're doing. <laughs> uh, I'd probably still be talking to the the birds and the rocks and the trees <laughs> because I just love being able to feel the beauty of this teaching and the power of it. Yeah, so I just wanted to say I really am grateful for our connection, however it is, whether we ever connect in person, whether there's ever an email exchange or anything, I am simply, simply grateful and I feel you and I'm thankful for that. Yes, indeed. So let's look at the course, and today I was guided to, um, in chapter 14, section 11, paragraph 1. Section 11 is entitled, The Test of Truth. Yes. So, and I got for us, as I said, today our episode is Using Truth to Find Freedom from Pain. And here it begins with Jesus telling us, yet the essential thing is learning that you do not know. Uh, I, and I'm going to restate this and just say my understanding, okay, my learning is that we've forgotten that we know. But it's in there. It's in there. We've just put up all these blocks to love so we've forgotten that we know so it is as though we do not know and as I've said many times in this broadcast one of my favorite favorite stories if not my favorite story is the one of a Christmas carol where Scrooge awakens from the dream of the three uh, um, visits and it's Christmas morning, and he wakes up and he realizes that he's still alive. He hasn't missed it. It's Christmas morning. 
and he's so happy. And I love the version with Alistair Sims. That's my favorite. I don't even watch any of the other ones ever. I just I own my own copy <laughs> of the one with Alistair Sims. Then I like watching it in black and white, the way it was meant to be. And um, Alistair Sims is so so good in it. Good Lord, I think it's really one of the best performances of all time. But when he wakes up on Christmas morning. And he's dancing around his room, his bedroom, and he's saying, I don't know anything, I don't know anything, but now I know that I don't know anything. And he's so, so happy, and I totally get it. I really do. And this, this is, we can wake up in that state of rejoicing that we don't know anything. It's the... It's the polar opposite of needing to be right, right? <laughs> I used to, I lost so much uh, in the moment, so many opportunities to experience love and healing and peace and harmony because of my desperate, desperate need to be right about everything. But it's not, I don't need to be right about everything anymore. I can just observe what is and ask spirit to show me well i'll say this sometimes my ego does get tugged on that need to be right so when i've now when i feel that kind of ego tug i've learned uh relax here's your opportunity to receive the answered prayer this is the moment now where I can call for a healing of whatever the mental emotional pattern is that's coming up for healing I can have a healing instead of repeating the pattern we're talking a lot about this in classes lately it's just such a great opportunity for healing and we don't want to miss it by repeating the pattern so this is our option and our opportunity to choose again every single time we get tweaked and so the essential thing is learning that you do not know knowledge is power and all power is of God right no two powers just one the power of God in our mind, in our mind that's in our hearts, the heart intelligence. You who have tried to keep power for yourself have, quote unquote, lost it, right? So we definitely have lost it. <laughs> and yeah, when we're trying to have power over someone, that's not power. All power is of God. You still have the power, right? Even So when we're trying to have power over things, over people, to manipulate, to control, to manage, which we do out of fear because we don't trust God to lead us and guide us to the highest and best. We're trying to manage it, which always, always, always comes out less good than going with the flow of the power of love. So that's why my year-long Masterful Living course is a year long because it takes a good year for most people just to learn to really begin to trust and to let go of all the things that interfere with our trust. All the ways we put our trust and faith in the ego, undoing those, we can make a huge difference in our mind in just one year. So, you, have tr you who have tried to keep power for yourself have lost it, lost the power, so it seems. You still have the power, but you have interposed so much between it and your awareness of it that you cannot use it, 
right? These are the blocks to love. What are the blocks to love? Blocks to love uh, are our beliefs and the thoughts that go with them. So if I have a belief that there's something wrong with me, I'm not enough, I'm never going to succeed. If I have these beliefs, I'm going to have thoughts that are congruent with that, like um, when he doesn't call me, it's because there's something wrong with me. Uh, and this is the proof of it, right? So the blocks to love are these veils in our mind between our awareness and the truth. The truth sets us free because the truth is beautiful. The truth is perfect. The truth is perfect love and perfect wisdom and perfect wholeness. And it's not open to interpretation. It says here, I'm just going to say it one more time. You still have the power, the power of God, the power of love. But you have interposed so much between it and your awareness of it that you cannot use it. Right. So this is why I'm so frequently saying we must give up the opinions, the judgments, the complaints, the criticisms, all of these things we've made up, which are the blocks to love and which obscure our ability to know the truth that sets us free. Jesus goes on to say, everything you have taught yourself has made your power more and more obscure to you. You know not what it is, nor where. You have made a semblance of power and a show of strength so pitiful that it must fail you. For power is not a seeming strength, and truth is beyond semblance of any kind. Yet all that stands between you and the power of God in you is but your learning of the false and your attempts to undo the true. All right, so let's dig into this a little bit more. To me, it's so, so rich and so, so helpful. Everything you've taught yourself has made your power more and more obscure to you. So what have we taught ourselves that obscures our power? Well, we've taught ourselves that we are not good, that we're bad. And we could go on and on from there, but we can just leave it at that. So how can we know the power of love in our heart and in our mind to heal everything negative that's ever been created if we think we're bad and not good. No, it's not possible. Everything you've taught yourself has made your power more and more obscure to you. So we've started with, I'm bad, I'm wrong, and we've just piled it on from there. Block after block after block, right? Another brick in the wall, as Pink Floyd would say. So... Then he says, you know not what it is, nor where. You know not what your power is, nor where it is. You have made a semblance of power and a show of strength that is so pitiful it must fail you. Some people may not be familiar with that word semblance. Uh, people don't use it a lot. It's a good one, though. You've made a semblance of power and a show of strength so pitiful that it must fail you. So a semblance of power could be um, an illusion, mm, but it's, it's more like uh, a modicum, a uh, small amount, a... Mm, allusion to uh, rather than an actual expression of. So 
You've made a semblance of power and a show of strength so pitiful that it must fail you. For power is not a seeming strength. Power is not strength. And truth is beyond semblance of any kind. So truth is eternal, constant, all-powerful. It is that just like the light obliterates the appearance of darkness, we could say darkness is a semblance, right? It's um, a semblance of um, lack, limitation, um, and when we turn on a light in a dark room, no matter how dark the room is, the light will prevail. It always will prevail. So we could use an affirmation to help us use truth to eradicate pain and suffering. We could use an affirmation, I am the light. And the light has come. I love that one. I am the light and the light has come. The light cannot fail. The light cannot fail. We can hide the light, but the light will never go out within any one of us. This is the truth of our being that's so powerful for us. So all that stands between you and the power of God is you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yet all that stands between you and the power of God in you is but your learning of the false and of your attempts to undo the true. So we can let all of that go. And this is one of the great things is we can actually say to the higher Holy Spirit self, take it all. Take everything that seems to be hidden in my mind, every false belief, and all the shame, all the regret, all the resentment, everything that I have thought was valuable to me, you take it all and leave me only that which is truly valuable. Now, that's a tall order for a lot of people. A lot of people don't have that level of surrender. But I'm inviting you to have the courage to try it out. Start to notice how important to you your opinions are and see if you can let them go. See if you can allow them to be permanently dissolved and resolved back to the root cause, that root decision that you made that, oh, this thought of separation is valuable. Let it all be healed back to the root cause so we never experience it again. And so here in the next paragraph, again, we're in uh, section 11 in chapter 14, which is entitled The Test of Truth. Paragraph 2, he says, Be willing, then, for all of it to be undone, and be glad that you are not bound to it forever. Let's celebrate. Yeah, baby, not bound to it forever. And this was one of the great realizations for me. I used to, um, I, I say this in a counseling session from time to time. Uh, it just came to me as, as something to say. And uh, occasionally it comes back for me to say again to someone who's going through a difficult time and feels very stuck or very challenged or they have a belief like, I can't be happy without that person in my life, right? We have, there's so many ego sad songs, which I encourage you not to listen to them anymore. Don't go into that um, negative pleasure, right? You want to, if you'd like to get rid of the pain in your life, do not allow for negative pleasure, right? Listen, you feel sad, you listen to the sad songs and you cry, don't do it. It is not a good idea. 
It's just like if you're feeling depressed, don't drink. It's not a good idea. Of course, you know, do it if you'd like to do it, but eventually you'll realize, oh, this is not loving and this is causing more pain. So, remember that song? I can't, I can't live if living is without you, right? I can't give, I can't give anymore, right? These are the, the songs of pain and suffering. So the invitation is to forgive instead. Remember, you can t- text the word forgive to 35227 and join me in my free forgiveness workshop, Forgive and Be Free. And also, I'll remind you that Masterful Living registration is open on an early bird special right now at jenniferhadley.com. You are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Here we go. Welcome back. <laughs> We're talking about using the truth to find freedom from pain. And mm, we become so identified with the one who is in pain that we're like the the man that was brought in on a bed when Jesus was teaching in somebody's house one time. They had to open up the roof to bring his bed in through the roof. And uh, remember, and, and Jesus, this is what I felt when I tuned into it, Jesus knew that he was attached to decisions he'd made about himself and his life in the past. And my my strong, strong intuition is that the man felt very guilty and ashamed for something. And it incapacitated him. And so he was bedbound. And Jesus could see through that because he had this high awareness, fifth dimensional awareness. He could see beyond time and space, to the causation of people's situations. And this is what enabled him to, in part, be such a wonderful healer, is he was willing to see the truth, know the truth, only the truth, live the truth. And so he said to the man, it's over. If you wish to, it's over Take up your bed and walk. And he did. Because in that moment, he was the two or more gathered with Jesus. And Jesus, knowing so clearly what the truth was, he could see it not just uh, in a way that for himself, he could share that vision with such a knowing. And this is one of the things that we can all do. We can all know how lovable someone else is how completely lovable they are and while we might think we're not lovable we can look at someone else even a dog or a cat and say oh yes that one is totally worthy of unconditional love and adoring attention but not me right not me so This is one of the many ways in which our brothers and sisters are our salvation because they teach us that unconditional love is a real thing because we find people in our life that we can fully and completely love. And that love is so deeply healing and transformative. Why? Because love is what we are. So when we are allowing ourselves to express love, to know love, to feel love, to share love, it is healing to us because it makes us 
in that vibration of love which brings us back to ourself. Love is what we are. Teach only love for that is what you are. So going back to the test of truth, section 11 in, in um, the text, par- uh, chapter 14, paragraph 2. Be willing, then, for all of it to be undone, and be glad that you are not bound to it forever. For you have taught yourself how to imprison the Son of God, a lesson so unthinkable that only the insane in deepest sleep could ever, could even dream of it. Can God learn how not to be God? And can his Son given all power by God, learn to be powerless? What have you taught yourself that you can possibly prefer to keep in place of what you have and what you are? So you see, it's insanity that we would teach ourselves to prefer the sad, sad, painful story that we've made up Instead of enjoying and rejoicing, hallelujah, that the truth is true now and forevermore. How, what have you taught yourself that you can possibly prefer to keep in place of what you have and what you are? But we do. We do, right? I remember so many times I saw the opportunity to be loving to myself and loving to each other. To others, and I willfully would not do it. I wanted to punish myself. I wanted to punish others. I wanted that. That was important to me in that moment. I valued my free will choice to lash out, to strike out, to cause pain and suffering to withdraw from the light in order to keep my thing going. You know, it could have been any number of things. You know, I I, so many times I would do things like just have a half a bottle of wine in order to just get a wedge between me and everything else. I was overwhelmed by my own sense of guilt and shame yeah so grateful that's not my experience anymore I never thought I would be able to break free of it but the truth is that we can we really can so good that we can Hmm. It goes on here, atonement. Remember, atonement is the realization that there is no separation, never was, never will be, never could be. Atonement teaches you how to escape forever from everything you've taught yourself in the past by showing you only what you are now. What a gift. I mean, talk about a Christmas gift. Atonement teaches you how to escape forever from everything that you've taught yourself in the past by showing you only what you are now. Learning has been accomplished before its effects are manifest. Learning is therefore in the past, but its influence determines the present by giving it whatever meaning it holds for you. Okay, so atonement teaches you how to escape forever from everything you've ever taught yourself in the past by showing you only what you are now. So accepting the atonement for ourselves, even if it's just an intellectual concept, if we just say day after day after day, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I am willing to accept the atonement for myself and share that awareness with everyone because I'm one with them. Show me how 
Show me how to accept the atonement for myself. And then we'll be given opportunities. It might be an opportunity to let somebody go first in traffic. And seeing no separation, I I don't need to get ahead of them. I am one with them. Letting someone go ahead of us in line. You know, you'll have only a few things, I have many things. Please go first. What are we feeling in that moment? Where is our trust and faith placed? Right? I've learned to watch this in myself all the time. Not in a critical way, but in an opportunistic way. Where are my opportunities to undo the patterns of lack attack, limitation, and separation. And when I see one that I haven't seen before, I can rejoice. I can do that happy dance. (laughs) I can be so grateful and so thankful to let the truth of the unity of all life be my guide, be the lead. So grateful that that is available to me. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that I don't feel what I used to feel, which is just immersed in the darkness, alone. Just like feeling the walls with my hands and banging into things in the dark, dank prison of my mind. How? Where's the door? Where's the light switch? Where is it? Where is it? Still looking outside myself, right? In that dark prison of my mind. Finally, 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 I got it. Seek the kingdom which is within. Put that your number one priority. And then everything else will be added unto you. So I started to look for the kingdom within. Right? There's a section, I've done a radio show on it, called The Fear to Look Within. We're afraid to look within then we can't find heaven because it is within our heart. Of course, Miracles also says to us that our heart is the altar of God. Let us place no false idols on the altar. It's the false idols that decrease and diminish our clarity, our freedom. We think that Oh, spiritual practice is going to take time that we don't have. Over the years, I've had so many conversations with people who, and I used to be one of them. I used to have this conversation with my own self. <laughs> I don't have time for spiritual practice. I don't have time. I don't have time. And and people will quote Gandhi who said, Oh, I have so much to do today. I must meditate for two hours instead of one. Spiritual practice saves time. This is one of the key things that we learn in Masterful Living because there's so much time that's eaten up through self-medication, self-punishment, worry, doubt, and fear because of the things that we say and we do because we're, we have no spiritual discipline for love. And so then we have to clean up the mess we made. Or we're drowning our emotions because we feel we're like burn victims. We've been burned by our own choices. And we're so pained. We're just looking for something to blot out the pain. All of these things take time, right? People get into car accidents because the decisions that they're making are so dysfunctional and they uh, and spirit is trying to say to them hey wake up stop stop this is not the way for you to go you're not looking where you're going even when people rear end us these things these jolts of falling down and car accidents let us know that it's time to make a change, right? Often this is one of the the things about illness is it's helping us to make a change in our thoughts and our beliefs 
And we don't know what anything is for, but we can be really, really good at opening to spirit, letting us know what it's for, right? We can be like Scrooge on Christmas morning saying, I don't know what anything is for, and him dancing around saying, I don't know anything, I don't know anything, I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, atonement teaches you how to escape forever from everything that you've taught yourself in the past by showing you only what you are now. So, this is how to undo that sense of unworthiness, that sense of feeling bad and wrong, and I know that it works. Right? Because I became very, very committed to seeing my brothers and sisters as not separate from me. Not better than me, not less than me, just one with me, part of me. I am part of God and my brothers and sisters are part of God. So they're part of me. We share the same mind. There are no private thoughts. Jesus goes on, learning has been accomplished before its effects are manifest. Okay, so what we see in the world, what we experience in the world, what we feel in reaction to the world, or what we feel because we're in tune with the infinite, with our own heart and mind, whatever we're experiencing on mental, emotional, and physical levels, circumstantial levels. It is the byproduct of what we've been thinking. Right? Not what we're thinking right now, but what we've been thinking. Learning has been accomplished before its effects are manifest. Especially in this world of density, where things kind of move slow. But, 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 but... The manifestation can happen in the very next second. Learning has been accomplished before its effects are manifest. So let's if we don't like what we're experiencing right now, let us not entertain the concept, because it is a concept, not the truth, right? And here we're undoing the pain by the truth. Let us make an offering of our belief in the concept that healing takes time, or that it's hard. These are ego concepts. They are not truth. Because if they were, they would be true for everyone all the time, everywhere, universally. That's the nature of truth. We don't have individual versions of truth. You may have heard me say this many times. I think it's so important for us to recognize that truth is true all the time, consistently. There are not different versions of the truth. There's only the permanent truth. That's it. That's all there is. Eternal, permanent truth. That's what's real. And we can tap into it, even if we don't know how. We can say to the higher Holy Spirit self, show me now. Show me now. And that, to me, was what was going on for Scrooge on Christmas morning. He realizes, it's Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. I can still open my heart, throw it all open, and share. I can do things to make life more enjoyable for others. I can be truly helpful in some way. Right? Remember how much fun he's having giving uh, the rays to Bob Cratchit, his assistant, all those years, and is telling him to put more coal on the fire and to get gifts for his family, all these things. It's wonderful. It's great fun. There's no fun in being parsimonious and withholding. No fun at all. 
But there's great fun in being able to share. It's delightful. It's joyful. Because why? Because when then we're in tune with our true nature. You see, and that's the thing is that Scrooge had reached that place in that moment where he was giving from his heart not to get anything. He wasn't negotiating with Bob and his family. He was just making a holy offering. Just saying, ah. I have much to share. Please receive it. Let me share it, right? And so that's the end of the story, is that Scrooge then becomes known as someone who is the best keeper of Christmas in town. Why? Because he understands the contrast between withholding and not sharing and living in the darkness versus giving and sharing and receiving and being generous. He understands the contrast. This is a world of contrast. So no matter what choices we've made, let's say nothing wrong has happened. Nothing wrong has happened. Everything is in perfect alignment for us to see the contrast and to choose again. You see, that's what true forgiveness is. Not judging ourselves for having made a life in which the contrast is so strong and intense, it's punishing and painful. Let us not judge ourselves for that. The ego has such a strong belief in punishment but God doesn't know anything about it, right? In the system of God and spirit, there's karma, but it's not punishment. We're not experiencing bad or negative karma because we're bad and wrong. No, we're experiencing, like in a certain way, karma is neutral, right? If we pour poison in the world, Since there's only one mind, we're going to be drinking the poison. We're going to be thinking the poison. We're going to be experiencing the poison. We're going to get the biggest dose of it because it's emanating from our awareness. So there's no way to poison someone else with negativity and not experience the fullness, the the greatest share of it. And likewise, being loving and generous and kind, generous of the heart, compassionate from the heart, we will experience the greatest portion of it, of that healing, because it's coming from us. That's the way this world works. So it says here in paragraph 3, Learning is therefore in the past, but its influence determines the present by giving it whatever meaning it holds for you. Your learning gives the present no meaning at all. Nothing you've ever learned can help you understand the present or teach you how to undo the past. This is really helpful to us. So, Remember, it's saying, learning has been accomplished before its effects are manifest. So, and what is learning? It's really remembering the truth. So, the learning has been accomplished before we feel the effects in the physical realm. In our, and even we can recognize that the world of form is our physical body, it's the circumstances of our life, it's our emotions, it's even our thoughts. So the learning's been accomplished before we're going to feel the effects, see the effects, recognize the effects. So all the learning that we have is in the past. And its influence determines the present by giving it whatever meaning it holds for you. So learning is not truth and knowing truth. Learning is en route to the knowing of the truth. So 
your learning gives the present no meaning at all. It's all about our the meaning that the past has for us. And then we make decisions in the present based on our interpretation and the meaning that we've given to things in the past. So our healing and our learning is to undo our attachments to the meaning we gave things in the past. Nothing you've ever learned can help you understand the present or teach you how to undo the past. Your past is what you taught yourself. Okay? So everything that we think about the past is our interpretation. It's the meaning we made of it. Everything. And we can hand it all over to the Holy Spirit. I like to say, let's play it on the, place it on the holy altar fire of divine love and open our hearts and minds to the truth that sets us free. Your past is what you've taught yourself. Let it all go. Do not attempt to understand any event or anything or anyone in its light. For the darkness in which you try to see can only obscure. Put no confidence at all in darkness to illuminate your understanding. For if you do, you contradict the light and thereby think you see the darkness. All of it can be undone by the Holy Spirit if we request it. This is how we get out of pain with truth. Oh my, I could go on this topic for a very long time. I'd like to invite you to consider joining me next year in Masterful Living. Registration closes January 14th. And right now we have an early bird special until the end of December. It's powerful, and you can always join us, and if you change your mind, you can always withdraw. Let's get in on the good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And if you enjoy this broadcast and it's meaningful to you, if the transcripts are meaningful to you, if the free text messages are meaning to you, meaningful to you and the free workshops, please consider making a donation to support our sharing even more at jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com. I place my hand on my heart, so grateful and thankful that the love of God is all that we are. We accept it, and we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. Mwah!